Spice FM. Spice FM. Hotter than a Vindaloo curry. 98.8 FM.
Hello everybody and welcome along to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. Thank you so much for joining us on Friday the 10th of November. You are truly welcome to this brand new edition of the show here in November. And thank you so much for joining us. And I'm obviously here with my co-host Mr. Ricky Thurman. Hello sir. Hello sir. Uh, How's it going? I'm alright, how are you? Yeah, um, someone's got a very important weekend coming up. <laughs> I thought I'd get in there because about. I'll not show you up later. Yes, I'm t- yeah, he's referring to my 21st birthday. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm turning 30 on Sunday, which is interesting. So I know we're going to talk about that obviously at some point during the show. Um, but yeah, because um, I'm actually dealing with it quite well. <laughs> you know, you would think it would be like a little bit different, but no, I'm actually uh, I'm actually coping with it all right. Because um, obviously I've had a lot to plan. Because um, I'm actually not going to do like some of my friends, where they're just going to be you know hiding under their duvet and pretending it doesn't exist. Um, I'm actually you know um, I've actually planned. Quite Quite a lot, and so I'm um, I'm quite excited. Uh, but it's took up a bit of my time <laughs> to prepare zero, it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. But I know, like, I'm 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 I bet you're like sitting there with a little bit of resentment with me, <laughs> going, "How dare he? How dare? How dare he be upset over 30 <laughs> like, I'll be yeah. doing the big four zero next, yeah. next year. So well, I'm sure we should do something cool for that. Are you going to do something cool for it? <laughs> No, probably not, knowing me. But uh, that's what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Might be some gremlins yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, or something. Well, there you go. yeah. Anyway, um, as we, as if you listen to the show before, obviously, quick disclaimer that we talk about mental health. Um, so if obviously we, we're going to end up potentially talking about taboo subjects, so we just obviously give that warning at the beginning of the show that if um, you know, we talk about something that may seem a little bit um, uncomfortable or whatever, that's the whole point of the show that we're a non-judgmental show and we talk about you know whatever's on our mind and we let people speak their mind whoever come on the game. And we the always show. encourage listeners to see their GP. Indeed, yes. Uh, which we'll get to in that sense. It's fine. No worries. Uh, no worries. That happens. Uh, anywho, uh, we, we're doing something slightly different is the point I was getting to, is that we usually do a, a, a long intro, me and Ricky, and sort of talk about how our month's been, being that this is a monthly show. We're going to do things a little bit differently this time around because we have a guest, uh, which we usually do a little bit later, but um, he has to leave because he's catching a train soon, like literally in 10 minutes. <laughs> so um, we're going to just... Uh, do the intro a little bit later, like sort of with me and Ricky will mm-hmm. chat about things. So I want to introduce our first guest, Mr. John. Hello, sir. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. How are you, good self? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, apologies that I'm having to like dive in and dive out. This is it's just right. my life on a Friday. Right? <laughs> 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 it shows that you're committed, and we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we we always like adhering to guests because obviously you know that that makes the show more interesting so you know we're happy to do it um, you know I mean obviously it's circumstance it's not just you going I demand to be on <laughs> literally the first minute um, you know because I'm special um, but everybody's special that's how we view it um, and on that note uh, not that I'm being stereotypical um, uh, it was obviously you had to talk about a number of things and, and Ricky actually so maybe we should start with that segue and you should ask because right, yeah, you've um, seen him live which is yeah, kind of cool so a couple of gigs at the Time Theatre I saw John a, a, a along with the whole sort of array of different comedians. But John's work and his, uh, his, 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 his talent really stood out for me. And you did mention in that in one of those sets about being bipolar. Right. And that and I, that sort of like, you know, laid in my head a bit. I said, right, I'm going to get in touch with this guy. And we became friends over Twitter and Facebook. And you agreed to come on. And we, we tried to get you on last time, but you couldn't. But So we're delighted that you're here. Um, 
But what's interesting with with your story was it started off with a misdiagnosis in the beginning, was it? Was it schizophrenia? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So what yeah. was that like having a misdiagnosis? Now right. When I mean, I, do you know what it was? I so I've recently done a show called Delusions, all about yeah. you know that period in my life because I was misdiagnosed between the age of twenty four to twenty nine, mm. and uh, and it was weird because I've never researched it until I started researching the show. Is like how <laughs> did that misdiagnosis yeah. happen? <laughs> and or even on Wikipedia. Uh, they've only changed the the kind of legislation on on a lot of mental health diagnosis in about the past four years, mm-hmm. and bipolar one people were is that right? As bipolar one has the delusions, or bipolar two? Uh, uh, bipolar one, as we were joking before the show it, started, it's called bipolar light in America, right, so which I'm is hilarious. Two. It's called right. cyclothymic if you want to know the right. the, the actual medical term. Yeah, right. um, and uh, the second one, which I don't never remember the medical version is, is when you get the hallucinations right, and, okay. and everything else. Yeah, it's yeah, the more so serious side. Yeah. So um, I had that. So uh, not so much visual hallucinations and that, but I had delusions and yeah, that. And, yeah. um, so. I, I looked on Wikipedia and apparently misdiagnosis of, of people like me mm-hmm. uh, on the words of Wikipedia happened en masse. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really hard to get a diagnosis flipped over. The thing is, I then didn't develop mm-hmm. the sort of symptoms more common with schizophrenia. So eventually, and I spoke about this in the show, eventually I just marched into a psychi- psychiatric hospital about three in the morning. Yeah. I was untreated for anything at that point. I was mm-hmm. off the old meds and I was like, look, mm-hmm. I really think I've got bipolar disorder, but I've got this diagnosis yeah. of schizophrenia. So I was met by a, a, a head of the, one of the wards and then they went off and got two consultants. I think you need two consultants to change the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. They had a long meeting in the middle of the night and then they came back to me an hour later and went, yeah, we know who you are, John. We know you do comedy and we think there's no way that you've got schizophrenia, but you're definitely bipolar. And was that through them them watching a gig of you? Yeah. yeah. yeah they, so how do you, <laughs> I'm, quite, I'm quite intrigued. I'm quite intrigued. So how would how would you how would one observe someone's gig? And, and do you know what? I I used to have a very different performance style. I was right. hyper frenetic, like Lee Evans, yeah. like Lee yeah, Evans. Yeah, yeah. So this unbelievable energy yeah. coming off me, really frenetic. I once phoned a bipolar helpline, and this was around the same time in Glasgow. And and, I, and the woman said to me, you do comedy? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And she went, what's your name? And I went, it's John Scott. She went, oh, no. It was a different name. And at that time, I had a, a stage name, John Little John. And so I explained this to the woman. And then she went, oh, I saw you at the Stan Comedy Club in Glasgow two months ago. You're right. definitely bipolar. <laughs> so, wow, that's yeah, interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, it's funny because uh, I, I was laughing at that for several in several bits because, I mean, obviously you're preaching to the converted here is that uh, in, in an ironic sense um, because... It, first of all, I got misdiagnosed, um, so that, right. that that's kind of a an interesting avenue to go down. Yeah. Um, because it's funny that I it was only when I questioned my diagnosis, which is is very often, you know, because we do a lot of like at least at least I did even when I have my illness, but obviously doing this show, when we, especially when we had a, a more permanent researcher, is that we would do, I'd read a lot of case studies, and like you'd find our surveys, and you find that, you know, bipolar disorder in general, severe depression is, is I, I would say, is the most common misdiagnosis, because, yeah. uh, and this is leading to a question, because if you read any of these examples, you find that people with bipolar disorder do not talk about the quote-unquote positive aspects of it yes. as in the, the, the hyper mania um, so I'm intrigued to know was that your experience was it only when you started about started you know dissecting it and going I actually have moments where I'm overbearingly happy and, and, yes. and unrealistically yeah. optimistic I um, um, was that the same it for you? Was, yeah. it was impacting on people's lives around me so yeah. I really started to look into what was going on 
and nothing was leading leaning towards schizophrenia. Yeah. Everything was leading towards bipolar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hypomania, you mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can fill you with energy. You can be yeah, really yeah. positive. You mm-hmm. can do... Uh, you know, you can have huge bouts of creativity. Yep. You know, on the negative side, it can also make you angry and aggressive. Yes. I spoke about that mm-hmm. in the show. My partner, I was never violently, you know, physically violent or anything, and never even a threat of that. Mm-hmm. But verbal anger yeah. in front of somebody is is not a nice thing yeah, to live yeah, yeah. either. Mm-hmm. And another true story. So I ran off and I got a pile of information. I was like, this hypermania. I think this is what I'm doing. Yes. And my wife would get home from work, and I'd go off on a rant, going, "Oh, nothing's right. And when we got no money, and the cat's done a poo, and." the wallpaper's <laughs> rubbish and then mid rant this time I suddenly stopped and I went oh hang on I'm doing it again <laughs> ran off and got some leaflets yeah. and she yeah. took a bit of convincing but we, we got her she's still well she's my wife nowadays like she was my girlfriend yeah time, so so yeah and then once That's I interesting. and then once I, I'm lucky I responded well to a treatment about eight years ago and mm-hmm. it just all stopped yeah. and I went right. back to the sort of person I was sort of mm. in my early 20s and that like yeah, yeah. am I right in yeah. saying John with you had sort of a a Christian was it a Catholic upbringing? And no, no, no. I, was, I had a Christian upbringing. So, so yeah. but because you did a piece for Ouch BBC Ouch, where yeah, 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 I was listening to that, and it's interesting that that in a way kind of fueled some sort of like de- delusion, which is why yeah. you talk about it in your show. Yeah, yeah. So whenever you saw things like, you know, for example, the six 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 thing and yeah. that and that kind of. That, that, well, that's one one of the delusions you used yeah. to talk about. That, yeah. I mean, that's quite common that the stuff of your life will. Well, um, um, sorry, that comes into the delusion. I mean, the delusions that I read as well online, they change for people where they're kind of reflective of whatever strongly mm. in the media, but obviously a Christian upbringing. And so that had quite a negative, um, you know, impact on me. No, at first, at first I remember being completely elated, but I only had that a few times and then it turned into mm. more frightening delusions and you start thinking things like hell is real. And, you know, I crack jokes about that in the show, but I'm not going to do it on the radio because they're probably not yeah, <laughs> yeah. from the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, on an FM license, it's yes. during the day. Um, you know, I, um, yeah. But, yeah, it's weird. I'm not negative about people that are religious or that nowadays, mm-hmm. though, even mm-hmm. though it had a bit of a negative impact on me. I'm even, I'm even, I don't regard myself religious, but then I use that word, but I'm slightly spiritual, whatever that means. I'm the same. We had, we, we had a really interesting discussion. Yeah, and I'm, and we, I'm, I'm conscious of the time and it's 20 past in it, so you need to go. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to say. Taxi ringing me. Ah, right. Okay. No worries. Right. Well, just any quickly plugs or anything of like where you're going to be or whatever. It's it's a while away. I just arranged the alphabet. I really, I'm sorry that I have to write this. No, 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 it's okay. I'm at Alphabet Theatre on March the 24th which okay. is ages away right? you can come back on then that would be great and I can make it up and yeah, yeah. It <laughs> yeah yeah no problem uh, and, but yeah but I'm doing a really beefed up version of the show so the show was an hour at the fringe and yes. I, there's a, a loads of other mental health stuff I want to talk cool. about Excellent. so we're going to expand on well we'll catch yeah. up but we'll catch up with you then and then we'll keep anyway. for no, 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 no problem no. Okay. but that's really fun take care yeah. and we'll, uh, we'll speak Cheers. to you soon right huge thank you to John John's just about to leave so that's pretty awesome um uh, I uh, just, just taking a quick photo, <laughs> so I'll just uh, I'll just do a little bit of uh, solo casting right now. <laughs> but yeah, no worries, there, John. Have a safe Thanks, trip. Um, Thanks, okay. um, So yeah, that was really interesting. Um, uh, as a, as a, what I, what I was. Well, in a way, I guess an advantage yeah. of having a, a guest like that has to show up very quickly. It sets a ball rolling to yes. what we talk about. You know, intro. Indeed, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just finish my train of thought because what I was leading to going to ask him. Mm-hmm. Um, was that just it's interesting that like well i mean the, the the diagnosis thing first of all was 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 particularly interesting because like i say i thought it was hugely interesting because when you 
when you're diagnosed with something schizophrenia, imagine how heavy that is. And, and the because when I got my diagnosis, I know for years it took me to you know get it under my skin, learn about it, and accept that's what you yeah. have. With schizophrenia, I mean, wow. I mean, so you like you know, well, and then only be told later on you, you're not schizophrenic. Well, what I what I was seeing, um, just so people, because there might be people listening to this, because while we're on bipolar disorder and it's something I obviously know really, really well, um, like I, I want to just make sure that like it's understood because you know when people say bipolar disorder, they kind of understand the up and down aspect of it. But I wanted to kind of delve into when he said about bipolar one and bipolar two, mm-hmm. because you put into either bipolar one is kind of the sort of mild spectrum which pretty much most people with bipolar disorder have Mm. um as in you know it's kind of like mild versus severe depression but i don't want that to tarnish like because mild depression still could be like terrible for somebody in their life you can still get a very bad episode yeah and you know not not that i'm i hate this idea of comparing to and saying you know what i hate when people go um, my illness is worse than this, 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 and this. Oh, it's like worst, I, I yeah. don't understand that. Like it doesn't make. I mean, obviously, it might be more, you know, um, destructive. One of the downsides you know, about but, mental health talk is when you have, you know, you have a, you know, a side group of people who start comparing, yeah. and it's like and we've, let's we've, play mental health top trumps, and yeah, you know, without even like naming names, we've yeah. had that so much on the show, like quite a lot. Of, like not well, let's not say so much, but I'm like every now and again, you get a person who feels like you know they're the only ones who have bipolar disorder and it's the only you know or or p or like um you know um ptsd PTSD. or something like yeah so they're all like you know this is my i mean obviously like you know we could we could go delve into that further and go well you know Mm. we've had a person who's been in the army has ptsd which obviously is like you know you can't even understand what that feels like again not naming names but um, there are there are big sort of um celebs out there people in the media and well, I think a few months ago there was a there was a few celebs that came out and said and said that we, I've, I've got PTSD. Yeah. And suddenly you heard these sort of voices say, "How dare you say you have PTSD? I have I have family members that have been in war in the army and they've come back." I don't. That's terrible. And it's like mm. to suggest it's just a sole army disease when when it's not. Well, that's my point. It's like no. that's like seeing someone with mild depression who needs treatment for it shouldn't have a right to be treated. Because they haven't got severe depression, which leads them to be in hospital or something mm-hmm. like that. That's or suicidal. Like that's yeah. a terrible yeah. precedent. Like yeah. I mean, why? Like I, I yeah. That that's the, the. Thank you for saying that because that's pretty much what that that was an example of what I was it, getting. I at. did like, rant yeah. about it online on yeah. social media at the time. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Um, but anyway, so I so, so to, to go back to my train of thought is mm-hmm. so bipolar because um so bipolar one and bipolar two. Bipolar one is like as I jokingly said is called bipolar light in America and like I would say. The symptoms I get more often than not are in that area. So it's kind of like the depressive, the depressive, you know, slightly elevated hypermanic side, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, so your emotions kind of are unstable, but you can, you know, through medication and stuff sort of monitor and control it and, yeah. and, you know, not make it last as long. Mm-hmm. Bipolar two is where you are like literally, you know, you can be literally like I was when I was in hospital all over the place. And as he says, like, emotionally angry and it's interesting because when i was you know it was bringing back some memories of me when he was talking because he's quite right and you get like verbally angry but the thing is is you you don't necessarily get verbally angry at people you get verbally angry at the situation and then people misconstrue it as that you're being like a nasty person Mm -hmm. when actually you know i'm not like condoning this i'm just saying 
it's really how a bipolar person processes what they're going through you know I need to I do this at home like privately and if I had a choice that's what I would have done mm -hmm. but I was too ill at the time but it's like right if I like am really struggling and I this happens to me at home all the time that I and I literally like stop what I'm doing and just go I'm not gonna like make my brain over overreact to yeah. things so I just like literally let it pass um and, and meditate and everything else or just do breathing techniques or I maybe take a nap or something yeah. just to let it pass yeah. um and but uh, anyway like the reason I wanted to bring this up is because you touched on it and uh and the schizophrenia is a good example of this because when I was in hospital which is terrible when i think about it because it was an awful time in my life obviously but i started to like have sort of hallucinations and started to like not sort of see not i had periods of time when i was in hospital so where i was like of the drug yeah, yeah um well obviously well that's it's it obviously was a factor mm -hmm. but it was like it was making my bipolar worse so it was like a combination of the two if that yeah, makes sense yeah. um but yeah it's a good question but uh, but yeah so I mean, no one knows for certain, but it's like, it, to me, I think it's at least both. But, um, mm -hmm. but anywho, so yeah, um, my point is schizophrenia, everyone sort of thinks of as hallucinations and various other things, but like extreme forms of bipolar disorder can have hallucination type symptoms. Yeah. So that's my point is it? so this is why like, you know, I, I think having a debate about diagnosis mm -hmm. is extremely important um, yeah. because there's so many examples of like, and he's so right. He only said this as one sentence. And this is something I think like I would campaign for mm -hmm. is because this is ultimately what led to me getting a psychiatric hospital the last time mm -hmm. was because of the fact that they were refusing to sort of realize that the medication was affecting me because the focus always if because i had a severe depression diagnosis but then through my therapist and through the last mental health i had uh, mental health team i had 10 years ago mm. bipolar disorder was part of the equation but um i've never like I'd, i'm pretty certain that my diagnosis has never been like officially changed to bipolar disorder mm -hmm. until the last time round. Mm -hmm. so this is what's r ridiculous is that my therapist knows i've got a bipolar disorder mm -hmm. there's teams i've had in the past who like it's obvious you've got bipolar disorder mm -hmm. yet the reason i ended up getting to where i was um three years ago was because they looked at a 10 year old diagnosis that hadn't been updated uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and went well he's just got severe depression and just pumping me full of depressive drugs mm -hmm. whereas anyone who knows bipolar disorder um it's as we just touched on with john is that it's not just about um it's not just about the depressive side. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not the sim. That's not the cause. It's just a symptom. Mm -hmm. um, you know, dep depression would be the cause if that's what I just had. Mm -hmm. But I then only through endlessly saying to them, "Look, I have highs as well, unnatural highs." Mm -hmm. um, but when you're that ill, and as with a bipolar person, is you don't get the manic as often. I've been um, uh, learning anyway, quite a bit reading. Um, uh, you know, Frank Bruno's got yeah uh, released his book. I, I, I wanted to I wanted to read that actually. And his I didn't daughter, know his daughter actually, um, mm -hmm. I think her name's Rachel Bruno. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong on that, but she presented a, a documentary about him. All right. On BBC Three a few years ago, mm -hmm. and yeah, just just everything what. What he had to go through as well because he, he he was subjected to quite a bit of abuse in the early days. And yes. It seemed to worse. Mm -hmm. I guess, well, I'll ask you, um, if you're on the receiving end of abuse and bullying and you have bipolar, is what's the, what's, is it, is just a bad 
cocktail waiting to sort of... I was going to... Sorry, you just my, the way my brain works is you were setting me up for a joke. I'm like, who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> 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 sorry, just the way my brain works. Uh, I was obviously just I'm getting... I'm well aware you know, how your brain works, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so your, I'm always on edge. your face, Ricky. <laughs> I'm always on edge. I know, yeah. Just like, can I, can I talk now? <laughs> yeah, I'm holding... Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm doing... Because this is audio, like an audio show. I'm like, I'm like giving him like the next sign of going, you're going to be dead if you say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously just getting... Um, but sorry, what, would you, what did you ask me? Um, uh, in terms of abuse, if oh, abuse, the, yes, sorry, or bullying, yes, what that does to someone with bipolar. Um, you mean if I'm the if I'm the one who's be being victim. being attacked? Yeah. yeah, um, it can be terrible because it reinforces what my brain tells me all so, the time. Yeah, so. Um, so it's funny you say that because like I can give you a very very silly example of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because this happened a couple of nights ago. Um, and this is the problem with online gaming. Because I'm a huge nerd. For those that know this uh, about me, slash geek. Um, I play uh, I play like a fair amount of Counter Strike, which is the third most popular game in the world. And it's a uh, a shooting shoot 'em up game mm-hmm. and a first person shooter. And um, I played it online where you play competitively. So very often when you play competitively, it, they pr- people prefer that you have a microphone so you can communicate with your team, like where the enemy are and all that kind of thing. Um, it's just giving you a quick context for people who haven't seen it, played it. Um, and I played a couple of nights ago uh, with a team, and I didn't play that well. Like I had started okay, and then like there were a couple of rounds where I just like did terrible. Um, and there was this one guy who was just, this one guy who was uh, was doing all right. Like he was second in our team in terms of how well he was doing, and he just started screaming at me. Um, like over the microphone he started just saying like you're an idiot you know why do you play this game like oh my god like you know you're the worst player I've seen forever and I wasn't playing that terribly and um, there was actually another guy who got kicked off the team who started playing that way cause he, and he was rubbish sorry just to clarify um, these are Online, yeah, ra- and it's okay. random because like they just basically well, put I've people got a, together. I've got, a, I've got a footnote yeah. to that. Yeah, I'll let you finish. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that was pretty much it. It's just like so. So he just started saying I was an awful player, and it literally put me into like this defense mode mm-hmm. of like I just stopped talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a couple of rounds later where there was an enemy behind him, and I should have really told him like um, there's an enemy behind you, turn round. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't say anything, and it like led to him then screaming at me some more because I didn't thing him and part of me had this whole revenge thing of like I'm just doing that because why should I because you're just abusing me mm-hmm. and I don't need to tolerate that mm-hmm. so I um, the problem with the game as well is if you quit you get like a penalty and you don't play it can't play it for a while so I just have to you know uh, literally do it. that's what I meant by defense mode is I just basically like, just wanted the game to end mm-hmm. but I couldn't necessarily leave so like you know it stopped being fun yeah. and it was only stopped being fun because I didn't mind that I wasn't playing well because if you play a game you should have that attitude of that's going to happen it's just the chance of life mm-hmm. like the probability but um, you know his literal aggressive verbal abuse um, literally transformed from a game I love playing to wanting to just quit it um, and it really like n- made me like you know not feel good for like most of that night from that point on. So you know there's a great example of like because I it's it's because I have an emotional disorder. It's really hard for me to let things go. Well, um, what I was gonna anyway, add was that, because that. um you know I, I watch I watch quite a bit of YouTube and I, mm. I, one of my one, one of the yes. things I always find funny is like like prank phone calls and stuff. <laughs> and you hear I like some of them. I think sometimes yeah, they're a bit cruel. Sometimes mm. when I when um people do them along sort of these um I don't know if you've seen but 
you get someone who has a soundboard. Do you know what a soundboard is? Yeah, yeah. It's like when you have buttons that, and you yeah, yeah, um, like, and they make a noise. Yeah, and when when they're played on prank phone calls, it's it's like hilarious. yeah, yeah, it's but funny. Some people use them to uh, on um, like. Um, with, uh, amongst the game gamers community, when they're playing a, a video game, oh, yeah. they tend to be. Oh, I do. I've, I've never seen them. Yeah. And I just wonder because some sometimes I've heard other the other gamers on there, and they and the kind of things that they say. And I know young people, you know, younger cousins who go on such things. And should they be subject? Should that be there for them to listen to, knowing how vulnerable they are? If someone can, are the easy targets. It's it's a huge. Um, uh, it, opens, it opens up to cyberbullying, is what I'm kind of well, hinting, hinting at. Yeah. Well, yeah, it leads to a wider issue. So we'll, we maybe talk about this when we get back from the break. But um, it leads. It's a very good question, and it's something that steadily got worse over time. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, and I know that the companies, you know, just I guess legally, I'm trying. I guess maybe we're, we're I'm cover, we're covering ourselves by saying this, but yeah. um, there are companies that are trying to sort of rectify that. That like mm-hmm. if it's a game that's age or like not age appropriate, is that the they're trying to you know sort of do it so you're not if if you if you if parents do their job mm-hmm. and have an account that tells you how old the kid is who's playing, then it they can be limited to not play certain games um, which never was the case like it used to be that it just went well it's the parent's responsibility to go on but now actually companies are trying to you know help them mm-hmm. by limiting what they can play mm-hmm. so that's the first thing the second thing is the problem is with certain games like the like the game I just mentioned like actually a couple of nights a couple of nights ago a game I played before the one I just mentioned mm-hmm. um, there was actually a kid like a guy over the microphone a kid who was like he sounded about like 13 mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of where they can get round it though is the problem so the downside is because I talk to people my friend like people I know who have children about like especially young teenagers mm-hmm. and some parents actually just literally say you can play this game but you're not allowed to use the microphone right. because you know certain games just that's that's what you get you get mm. just a constantly abused it i have to say though it's you have to it that's a very generalistic point i would say it depends what game you play because there's some games i play that i occasionally do use a mic on but not all the time and um i've some people they're unbelievably nice mm. some of the games that i play it usually is it, it i would say the more popular a game is, the more likely you're going to get people that are not nice. And people. just very quickly, is, um, it, is it also open, open to a certain certain other abuses, like say grooming, where certain? Uh, is it a platform that can be taken advantage of? I am. Oh, hmm. uh, I've never really thought of it that way. I guess. I guess if like they were on like a an English server, like just for the UK, maybe, and they could maybe try and like groom somebody to arrange to meet them. But usually, with, with games that widespread, is that you're on like a European server, so the chances okay. of being near anybody, I'm assuming that happens. But I mean, I mean, there's positive things that comes out of it too. I mean, I, I you hear That's stories I mean. about I, I, you don't want to mean it to sound yeah, tarnish, but you're right. Though, like with every other community, that yeah. there's more. More good than bad. Yes, like the there, it is a problem. You're quite right, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, we, we've got to, like, I guess, I'm, my journalistic side of me is coming out here saying, you know, there's examples of people who get married by, who meet over games, and like, you know, okay. what's the difference between that and like meeting not meeting somebody online? Mm-hmm. It's the same principle. Um, just because you're playing a game is irrelevant to me, really. You know, what's the mm-hmm. same between that and a message board? It's the same thing. You're 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 being you're you're meeting because of a a, a mutual passion. 
which yeah. is which is a wonderful thing, yeah. you know. Um, but it's an interesting conversation. Um, I don't really know the the solution to it either, other than you know, also like the I'll also love to very quickly at some at some point in a future show um, explore the alter ego aspect of it. Do people feel empowered when they have like an oh absolutely like an online yeah, yeah, yeah. character which. Perhaps they don't feel empowered in the real world that well, they do online. That's why I don't like YouTube's YouTube's thing of going. Well, you have to have a you have to have a name now. Uh, it's kind of like know, it's not it's to be a superhero thing. Well, right? you know, I don't use my real name in any of my accounts. <laughs> like you know, so how does that how does that like? I mean, what I guess what it means is if they do something truly terrible, you can trace who the real person is because yeah. they have like the credit card information or something. Okay. But you know, like so you can do it that way. But this idea of like you know what. What, that's how they get around it is they just don't use their real name and then mm-hmm. you said they get empowered by it's the same with Twitter and everything mm-hmm. they just abuse people because they know really unless someone does some real digging you're never going to know who's behind these comments Yeah. so you're right like because you know I've seen so many celebrities who get most of the abuse mm-hmm. who go they would these people would never in a million years say this to your face yeah. like because they know the consequences of that uh-huh. the problem with social media and the internet is there is no consequence for that Yeah. Um. so that's that's why it's uh it's an interesting subject anyway um we're gonna take a quick break now because we're a little bit for you know because i guess because john's kind of mean that we're a little bit past their half hour but that's fine so we're going to take a quick break now i'm going to play obviously some ads and uh, then we're going to play nothing compares to you by Sinead o'connor because mm. i just suddenly I, every time i see the title last every time i saw that the title of that song i start singing it so i thought it was kind of right prince wrote that one didn't he yeah i think so yeah um it's a great song um so anyway we see yeah we're gonna play some ants and then we're gonna play sinead o'connor and then uh we're probably gonna chat for a little bit and then we have our second guest uh coming in the in about 10 minutes time um so we'll be right back on mentally sound right here on spice fm 98.8 fm seven days a week spice fm 98.8 fm Welcome to your Community Announcement Answer Machine. To broadcast your Community Announcement on Spice FM free of charge, call 0191273988. Select Option 3 and record your message. No more messages. Spice FM 98.8 FM
Everybody and welcome back to Mentally Sound right here on Space FM. That was the rather beautiful Sinead O'Connor with "Nothing Compares to You," uh, which I absolutely love. Um, and as I said, like I don't know whether or not it was my brother when we were growing up or something, um, but he used to he used to say, um, like he used to like say it in a very you know overly overly like emotional way because it is an emotional song. But he would be like <laughs> every time it came, we heard it on the radio or something, he'd go like. No. 
Like you'd say it that way for some reason, like right. do you? Like as in it was like a an emo person singing it or something. I don't know. Uh, it was just uh, I don't know. That's I, I always think that for some reason. But it's very quickly, really, yeah. I heard an awesome cover this morning. I haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Gabriel's song uh, Biko about Stephen oh, Biko. Okay. I was listening to Desert Island Dicks on re- uh, discs on radio yeah. four this mm-hmm. morning. Yeah, and I heard Joan Baez's cover. I never heard it before. Right. It was awesome. I like um, from the few things I like that music radio does, like on BBC Radio. I like when they do the live lounge stuff when they get people to yeah. cover a track because there's been some really good ones on that, like Gas uh, Gaslight Anthem, uh, who I am a huge fan of. I've played one of the songs I think on the show before, mm-hmm. uh, and um, they did a cover of like so they're like a rock band with tattoos and stuff. And um, they did a cover of Kelly Clarkson. Um, okay. Uh, called, I, think it, I can't remember what it's... I don't know whether the name of it's called Hook Up, but it's it's the song where it goes, Hook Up, um, I do not hook up, I fall deep. Um, it's all about, like, you know, basically helping someone who's an alcoholic. Right. And Kelly Clarkson, it's a Kelly Clarkson song. And they did an acoustic version of it, and it's really, really good. Uh, and I actually don't mind Kelly Clarkson. She's got some decent songs, but I just like when people take covers and, like, make it their own. Um, there's been a couple of, like... Because... Um, uh, everyone seems to I don't know whether or not because it was such a huge song at the time but I've heard a lot of like Sex on Fire covers you right. know the, 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 the Kings of Leon Kings song of Leon, yeah. um, like I know Ed Sheeran did a cover of it and um, Paramore which I've been okay. listening to a lot of recently do you know who Paramore yeah, is? I do yeah um, uh, really good like sort of uh uh, I don't know what genre you would class them as, like heavy rock. I don't know. I think if, uh, if I we're know. talking covers, the, the two my uh, two favorite that comes to mind is when the Clash covered uh, "I Fought the Law." Yeah. But more brilliantly, and uh, when Johnny Cash covered Nine Inch Nails." Oh God, yeah. And the yeah. video that went with that as well, yeah. which is around the <laughs> The video as well, which was around the time of his, his death, was like everyone. Yeah, because when you I, it, the video is eerie because yeah. you see him and it's like he's he's like obviously, you know, you know, uh, very old. Well, he knows and, he's yeah. meeting his. his yeah, I think that's a great. Yeah. But that's what a fantastic way for an artist yeah, to kind of sign absolutely. off, kind of thing. I think that, I know because he. Um, I, I think it's like you know quite well documented isn't it that he was sort of not feeling that great anyway when he was making that like mm-hmm. or making that album all his last like sort of music was you know like because i mean like apparently david bowie knew that and like um freddie mercury there's quite a few mm-hmm. artists that you can go through where they kind of knew they were making the last album which is kind of like um you know i imagine you in itself but mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. uh, like no one like because am i right in saying when david bowie died like no one no one actually knew he was ill like he released that he released he, his he album re- and then you no, know, he, he told like, a he told a close like secret people, people yeah but it wasn't like publicly yeah. knowledge yeah i mean he, he would just very quickly the mm-hmm. guy he collaborated on when producing lazarus uh mm-hmm. the, the play yes they did a skype chat and the first thing the boy said to him apparently what, what what he said in the documentary was just to let you know that um i'm gravely ill um, and I'm not expected to be around much more. And, wow. Yeah. So that's quite. But please um, don't sort of tell. Like, don't let anybody know. Yeah. Wow. That's quite uh, powerful. Mm-hmm. Um. Anywho. Um. So yeah. So we're basically um just got to wait because uh, it's Kirsty, I believe, isn't yeah. it? Who's coming from the Millen, the Millen charity, uh, mm-hmm. which is based here in the Beacon Centre. Mm-hmm. So we're just waiting for her to get into the studio. So we'll just chat for a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think what, what it was I was supposed to bring, what I was going to bring up. Well, we never really did a, like, a yeah, that's, what, that's, what, that's why I'm a little bit like, cause usually I've got some ideas before we start the show, but we like, <laughs> no. we had to interview John, so I'm like, what the hell was I going to bring up? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, obviously, well, it's, um, it's, 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 it's good in a way because, I mean, you, you both had, share the same, um, 
bipolar thing. Yes. No wonder you had stuff. Yeah, yeah. Together, well, actually, what I will, t- what I can talk about in on the back of that mm-hmm. um, is uh, it's quite weird because. Um, obviously I'm turning 30 this weekend but last weekend which Ricky does because we did a podcast together um, it was like because Bonfire Night is the uh, it has a, a, a currently a bad connotation for me but it's also good which is what I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. um, because it, uh, Bonfire Night three years ago was when I got out of hospital oh, um, yeah, because I, I remember making a joke because I never really used social media that much like Twitter in particular and I remember tweeting when I got out because my phone was like working and I went um, I didn't realise <laughs> I didn't realise people were so happy that I was leaving because <laughs> there was a whole bunch of fireworks so like I'm so, I, everyone's so happy to hear me that, hear that I'm back out of hospital it was a joke about the fact it was actually bonfire night yeah. Um, but yeah so it, it does make me sort of Un- unfairly reflect every time Bonfire Night comes around, and I'm not even a huge fan of it, which we discussed on my Geek Portless podcast. Was well, that said to you, um, uh, bonf- the relevance of Bonfire Night, and particularly when a previous guest Ian, who was talking about yeah. uh, ve- um, mental health amongst vets, yeah, um, you know, army veterans, mm-hmm. we talked about, didn't we? When, yeah, when quite you, in detail. Yeah. How how near does a car backfiring yeah. or yeah, a rocket going off? Like, if people are interested, you uh, download Geek Apocalypse podcast, the one, we, uh, it was actually called Bonfire Special, I think. Um, uh, me and Ricky talked about this more in detail, but yeah, basically, uh, we talked about sort of world wars because I mentioned that I was watching Netflix's World War Two documentary called World War Two in Colour, yeah. which is a brilliant, um, you know, documentary about sort of the atrocities that people went through during that period, and it's like a good historical, you know, documentation because there's a narrator who tells you like what's happening and the episodes have themes and stuff like that. Um, so I've been watching that quite a lot. Um, but yeah, so it was like you know quite a convenient in relation to what we were talking about because yeah, it's eerie how much I watched that and then like about I could hear a firework and I'm like I totally get it even though I don't get it from lived experience but I get it from you know watching this documentary and going. Fireworks sounds so much like a town being raided, mm-hmm. um, because uh, I should say, j- just to clarify, the documentary I just referred to, um, it's not only like pictures that are being res- uh, restored into colour, um, it's actually like real live footage, so like there's some unbelievable video footage of like Churchill, um, you know, sort of... Uh, uh, wandering around like sort of talking to troops and there's like got some Hitler speeches and Stalin, Stalin like loads of like really really famous speeches but actually like the video versions um, and it's quite um, amazing like because yeah. Churchill, I don't know whether you think this but anytime I ever see a picture of Churchill and then I watch that documentary I'm like he doesn't look, he doesn't look like what he was portrayed to me like you know when you actually see him he seems a lot more even more iconic when you see him in There's video so footage. There's so many sides like, to yeah. Winston Churchill. Yeah. Pe- um, people ought to read up on what he was like before the mm. war as well, and many people see the war as his sort of redemption from... Yes. You know, um, well, people forget that he got... He literally became... Uh, you know, Prime Minister when the war started because mm-hmm. Neville Chamberlain quit. Mm-hmm. But um, like yourself, yeah. I mean, I've told you countless times, I went through my war phases of yeah. watching movies back to back and I guess that, I, that's how I got to learn about PTSD, mm. even well before my own diagnosis because it's, I was to come. It's weird, isn't it? Because it, do you find it like a, do you find it like a sort of like um, poison chalice or something, whatever the right phrase is, is that I sometimes feel like I shouldn't watch these things but then I think it's good to know these things because they happened and that's so important in our history. Because it's still relatively recent, you know. Yeah. 100 years is not that recent, you know. It, 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 it's not that uh, far away, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, you know, but you don't, you get what I mean? Like, it, you, you sort of, you you think, I shouldn't watch so many of these things. It's a bit like Aircraft, Invest, Aircraft yeah, Investigations, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is my, like, favourite Discovery Channel yeah. show. And, yeah, I'm going, I'm sure at some point soon I'm going to want need to be on a plane and I'm going to be, like, in the back of my mind going, I've seen too many things, even though, like, it's once every ten years that a plane... Well, you see, relating yeah. to my own uh, particular yeah. trauma with my own PTSD, mm-hmm. I, I found it really hard to watch things like um, crime watch and, and crime documentaries yes. for a while because that would trigger flashbacks and stuff okay. so um, yeah but with war I guess there is that um, but uh, but there are there are those films which I think remember the chat we had with Jason the, the, the soldier uh, at the yeah. previous station and we, we talked to him about do you think the war films are a fair reflection of what mm. really goes on and there are there are those few of those films which do go beyond and tell what what life's like like after war for example and instead of this kind of whole i guess politicized glorious way of looking at it well i i also think as well it leads to a very um an interesting point and i think people make this mistake often is that they go if just because something is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it gives you a right to say that people shouldn't talk about it mm-hmm. like that's the thing I find often when you know I guess we're, we're sort of going along the realms of like people who go I'm offended that you bring this up or I'm offended that you're or I'm up like I, I, I'm like I have my feelings are hurt mm-hmm. like that's irrelevant that that like you're assigning a value to, to something mm-hmm. that has happened regardless of what you think about it yeah. um, and I think too many people make that mistake yeah. um, so that's kind of why I think it's all like you know as much as like so I guess I'm reiterating the point that it's okay to be uncomfortable watching these things because mm-hmm. that's the purpose of watching them like it's to remind you of like the sacrifices people made and that you know um, you know because if we had didn't do stuff like that and obviously teaching our classes and schools that these things have happened mm-hmm. in the past, then we wouldn't know about them and know mm-hmm. how significant they are to the reason that we have a relatively free, you know, democracy or, or, or wherever you live, that you have at least some sort of freedom. Um, yeah, if you want to do that, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and just basically what Ricky's just said off, off camera is that, well, off air, off mic, I should say. Uh, off air, yeah. yeah There's cameras, just, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're broadcasting what? this, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like Howard Stern. Are we, are we broadcasting this? Are we, are we, um, serious, get your act together. Um, uh, yeah, um, Ricky's just said, so should we go and find Kirsty? Because they were supposed to be on around about 10 to, and they might be waiting in the cafeteria or something. So if you want to do that, I'll just vamp. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Ricky's just went and gone and found our, our guests, which is quite rare. We usually don't have to do this, but like because they're in the Beacon Centre, uh, they might be, they might um, you know be waiting outside. Because basically, for those that haven't, you know, majority of our audience will not know this. Um, we have a little studio in a place called the Beacon Centre on West Road, which is in Newcastle, and there's a cafeteria right just outside, and that's usually where our guests wait. Even though we do have a, a little um, you know a sofa space inside the studios, that some you know it's, it's it can be. People can accidentally miss the studios, the point, so we're going to make sure that, um, and we currently don't have, um, you know, a green room person to sort of say, we're over here, so, um, so that's why I'll, I'll ad lib until Ricky gets back, and, and if she's not on, we'll maybe just get her on later in the show, um, based, considering the base in the beacon, I don't know why she needs to be on now. Anywho, um, any luck? She's coming now. Okay, good. Um, but anyway, um, I'll quickly vamp. Just I know we'll probably talk about this in a second. Our mental health news, but we touched on the fact that I'm turning thirty, um, and there was a funny thing that happened to me yesterday, um, which I've been telling people, 
is so what I decided to do because um, I was going to tell a story about this particular individual but I'll get to that maybe once we've done the interview but anywho um, there was a quick thing that happened that was funny was that basically uh, I decided to get like a delivery uh, sent from America and Ricky knows this story we'll be with you in a second Kirsty. Um is um, yeah so I, I'll just tell the story quickly because I know Ricky knows this because I told him it on the phone is that so I decided because I'm turning 30 on Sunday that I'll get uh, merchandise from a gamer a streamer um, called Day9 and um, I've wanted his merchandise forever and um, so I decided to order it from America and because I'd used the site that he uses for the first time they gave me like discounts because it was the first time I opened an account with him so I thought great I've saved all this money it's like this is the greatest thing ever and a couple of nights ago I played a poker tournament and came second and won $42 and I'm thinking wow that'll cover like that as well I've got some extra money for the weekend and then um, I wake up I wake up this morning uh, yesterday morning after I've just won this tournament, which is on Wednesday, and I have a Royal Mail delivery thing saying, uh, you recently uh, got a package from America, and we're charging you £22.50 uh, to deliver it. And I'm like, you've got to be... <laughs> so this $42 that I won suddenly First became thing like... You know, Brexit, wasn't yeah, it? <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. that's what Ricky laughed on the phone, because I went, I literally like looked at that and went, Brexit! <laughs> <laughs> like Khan or something in yeah. Star Trek. I was like, Brexit! How dare you! Because um, I'm... Uh, but apparently, uh, well, I'm not sure. Am I right in saying that? Is it Brexit related? I don't know. Well, I because think so. if it's related to the trade deal in America. Yes. I Sorry, my mind just instantly yeah. went, what would Brexit yeah. look like? Yeah, space, I know, yeah. Space <laughs> Brexit. Yeah, space Brexit, yeah. Um, but, but anyway, so, yeah, it's, well, I, I think it is, in all fairness, though, in a, for a serious point, is yeah. it is Brexit related, I think, because I've talked to board game companies, for example, being that I'm a board game fan, mm-hmm. and um, they, they no longer, like, ship from America because okay, right. the, there has been an increase so maybe that's what it is anyway anywho anyway. Um, enough vamping um, <laughs> we now finally have a guest which is awesome if you want to listen to the show you can use your headphones oh, if you want yeah. uh, yes it, yes it is yeah uh, um, close to the mic yeah. yeah yeah if you wouldn't mind that'd be awesome uh, anyway right so as we said uh, during the well the start of the, the this segment we were saying that we have uh, our guest Kirsty uh, who's from the Millen charity is that correct yeah that's right yeah. awesome uh, and we said it's based in the Beacon Centre just across from where we are so that's yeah, kind of cool yeah. um, so welcome to the show first of all thanks thank you sorry I'm a little bit late it's quite alright um, just means we might have less time but that's cool we'll, 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 we'll figure something out yeah. I'm a fast talker yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's good uh, that would be great if you just went I'm not great at talking damn it it's a radio, <laughs> it's a radio show um, uh, but we'll, 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 we would we'll win it out here well it's all um, done very last, last yeah, minute yeah it's okay so it's cool that extra thanks for coming in no, no, no it's fine yeah, it's brilliant. fine well yeah. I think the most obvious place to start is what is the Millen Charity and what do you do uh-huh, involved okay, in yeah, it so, uh, the Millen Charity has been around for about 15 years now mm-hmm. and we started we were a little community centre in Ellesmere Road. I remember that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we moved to the Beacon uh, almost a year ago, last December. Right. Um, the main project that we're... Well, firstly, Mullen means togetherness, coming together. Mm-hmm. So it first set up to support people who were kind of new to the area. Um, it was a lot, mm-hmm. mainly Pakistani people, community, when we first started based in the terraces, the, uh, we had a board of volunteers who came together to set up this project that was going to bring people together. Mm-hmm. Um 
nobody else has kind of evolved into kind of meet the needs of what people needed who were mm. accessing the centre. Yeah. So we're working on projects at the minute that support women to explore uh, self-employment as a yeah. means of becoming financially independent. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of workshops around making things to sell. Mm-hmm. So we kind of do those as like icebreakers so women can make things together and then learn how much it costs oh. to make these things so that they can sell them. Because cool. what we found was a lot of women who were living locally were making things at home. Yeah. And But weren't doing wow. with them. So, mm. Um, yeah. I think it was about 2012 we had our first market what kind of things were they making at home just uh, cakes cakes yeah um, a lot of necklaces um, dressmaking mm-hmm. necklaces yeah necklaces right. I know so many people who do that and it's, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you're good at it you can you can so really there's a lot get, of creativity yeah. going on in the house, yeah, but there wasn't anything cards. to bring it out there and, and, well, well, and showcase yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think when people make things, it's really hard to cost something mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, yeah. It's, it's the time that goes into it, and people don't often know how much the things actually cost. Yeah, cause yeah, yeah. Putting things together, and they don't take the time to think about it. So we did um, workshops where people were costing their products, and then we did a market event where people could sell them. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And um, so now... We do that full time. We have two projects that sit side by side: the local women local enterprise project and our women's trading collective project. So I'll talk about the women's trading collective first. Yeah, sure. So um, women again on a bigger scale, they work together to make different products that we then sell at markets. The money that's made comes back to pay for training. That is the local women local enterprise project. Cool. Mm-hmm. So through the local women local enterprise project, women get access to free accredited training. Wow. So um, where they're working out the cost of the products. We also have a course called choose your future where women look at like the things that they've done in the past the things they're doing now and helps them make a plan mm-hmm. yeah. of what, what they could do next to achieve their goals and then we have a course called manage and make money at home where people can look at how much they actually need to earn to make yeah. a living yeah, and yeah. pay the bills and uh, to mm-hmm. move forward mm-hmm. um, so yeah I can imagine that being completely useful because anyone who listens to this show or any other shows I do is that um, I, I'm self-employed um, I have been for some time mm-hmm. and um it's it it is kind of like I mean I've not like done any well I did uh, it's funny because when I saw your stuff when I was walking in today mm-hmm. and um, I was talking to Ricky about this before we started the show and um, I said it, it reminded me a lot when I first started my yeah, self employment yeah, business okay. is that I went to, I went to a lot of these things just as oh, like okay. because I never did a business degree I did the young young apprenticeship stuff which oh, uh, which cool. was at sixth form uh-huh. um the sort of college for people who are in America and stuff like that so um so yeah so um. I learned a little bit of like because we ran a shop in our school and stuff like that, so I learned oh, like cool. the the mm-hmm. intricacies of that. But um, yeah, yeah. but my but um, I just wanted to reiterate your point is that um, I'm somebody, and it's a really good it's really good life skills, not just for businesses, because uh, when you get your own place and whatnot, I dissect everything I spend money on now yeah, because yeah, yeah. because you have to like diversify what you spend your money on your business and what's uh-huh. your own personal money because mm-hmm. your business is your business money and like whatever yeah, uh, so like exactly, yeah. you start learning that and then you go you you realize like how much disposable income you have and and like and, yeah, and it's uh-huh. such good tools so yeah, I highly recommend it because yeah. I like worked it out over time but I imagine if you go to a course you could probably pick them things up a lot faster oh, exactly yeah. um, and but we've as I said a lot of our kind of stuff that we do is around making things to sell and um, 
around self-employment, but not everybody who does our courses would necessarily want to do self-employment. All right, we kind yeah. of see our projects are, are a vehicle where people yeah. are learning the skills, they're meeting new people, they're improving their confidence, mm-hmm. and then they kind of, you know, a lot of people go into employment afterwards or go on to do things. On that training. point, because I know it's on the website, the word isolation is used a lot. Yeah, so a absolutely. lot of these, a lot of these women are isolated. So well, even of, as I said before, a lot of women were at home alone yeah. making things and not. You know, so even if they're not going out, coming along to necessarily make money, it's the fact that being there amongst like it's almost like a peer group is what I'm suggesting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, our, our groups that make things like this mm-hmm. morning we've had a crochet group where the women all, right. all kind of we've made uh, decorations that I'm actually selling at a market tonight. Right. Um. So women were at home doing these things alone, mm-hmm. and now we bring them together to make stuff together. Right. And again, it's it's creating the friendships, it's getting yeah. rid of isolation, and opening other doors so people are learning Absolutely. about other things. Mm-hmm. People often walk through the door just to, for one thing, and then get involved in lots of different uh-huh. things. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. I guess the most obvious thing because with uh, you've said this several times that it's women orientated mm-hmm. like the the obvious inclination with that is that like there was some sort of um and that's why i want you to correct me if i'm wrong in this assertion is just to say like was the, did you notice that there was a trend in women just not taking that leap or like why is it women why why is it like women specific i guess i'm asking a few different reasons um, i mean if you think about it if how you know there were a lot of women who had priorities at home had yeah. children yeah, yeah. like maybe you left school earlier didn't have a lot of education mm-hmm. and they had a lot of priorities at home um so we found that that it was those women who needed it the most yeah um, and also a lot of women were kind of weren't earning money yeah mm-hmm. and in and, and this way they're a lot stronger and a lot more independent if they can make their own money for themselves yeah because the good example of that when you said about making stuff at home if they're if they're like uh you know you know, for one of a reference, like a housewife, and they're looking for they're looking after their child during the day. Mm-hmm. They might get a couple of hours during that period of time where they can make something yeah. and look after the kid at the same time. Well, there was a woman um, who um, yeah. she's called Salaha. She did a, a project called Beauty of Rwanda. Yeah, and she came to speak to some of our women. Her project is that she actually supports women women's groups in Rwanda. The women in Rwanda make things. She brings them to the UK and sells them and sends money back. So that's their income. Mm-hmm. And um, she drops a little off at nine then from nine or three that is where she cracks down does all her work and then yeah. picks a little one back up at three and then just a little bit in the evening yeah, yeah. so it works completely well around Makes here sense. whereas yeah. nine to five job wouldn't give you that yeah yeah so, I mean, so it's, it's working around the hours you can do exactly. yeah yeah what about women who particularly more vulnerable who maybe had you know abuse victims violence, and things like yeah yeah even some women who aren't really comfort uh comfortable being around men you know mm-hmm. we do have um people for religious reasons don't really like working with men so mm-hmm. it's it's a safer environment for some people if it's just yeah. women only yeah. but as you obviously know um there are huge barriers for women in the workplace in any way i mean for, for hundreds and thousands of years women have been discriminated against mm-hmm. so w- women are the people who we target because maybe they they need it the most yeah no i mean that you've gave some you know yeah, so good, it's a good like example. Free environment. Yeah, you've gave some good examples. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've gave some good examples because I would say, particularly some of the examples you just touched on are, are clearly you know female Pacific. So mm-hmm. you know it makes a lot of sense in that mm-hmm. regard. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to ask while we're talking to you, you know, personally, if you don't mind, you can say no if you don't want to ask these answer these things. But I'm just intrigued about yourself. Like you know, do you 
run a business yourself? Like, how did you get involved originally? I've been working for the Millen Charity for seven years yeah. now, so I've kind of been with it when it's evolved. When mm-hmm. I first started in 2010, it was mainly kind of basic skills courses we were doing. Mm-hmm. A lot of the women, because it was quite a diverse area, a lot of the women didn't speak English, so we were okay. doing English courses and then English and craft sessions, and then we did little workshops around making things to sell to kind of, like, plant the seeds to get okay. people thinking about making things to sell. So as the project's developed, I've developed with it kind of thing. So yeah. Do they get to learn English as well when they're doing the actual creativity piece along the class, or is it, is it something that dovetails with it? From A bit of both. I mean, at the minute... Uh, we do have an Esau course that runs on Thursday afternoons, right. and then when the women get a bit more confident, they can join the other right. workshops. But what I always say is, if someone's learning English, if you're in groups making things and talking in English, you've yeah. got to improve your Absolutely. English yeah. one, yeah. like loads. I mean, because it becomes, if you speak a language and you come two hours a week and then you go home and you speak your first language yeah. all the time, then you're not going to practice. Absolutely. But if you're coming three or four times a week and you're uh-huh. talking about crocheting or you're selling and communicating, you know? It's a huge problem. Like, I, we, I think I talked about this on the last Mentally Sound that we did, that um, I try, I've been trying to learn French, like, all my life. <laughs> and, like, I, every, like, online course I do, I, like, really sit down and go, right, I'm going to do this two-hour block because, like, they usually say, have a time where you set aside and do it, like, really, like, binge do it. Right. And then the problem, I always find the problem is, like, you just touched on, which is why I, I think the way I would best learn is to find, like, a French class where I can literally just talk to people in French and then say in English, what am I, what am I not doing right? And then, like, constantly keep learning it because yeah. it's, like, getting into the habit of... T- of talking, yeah. Well, one of our um, finance workers, uh, she's French, so pop right. in and say hello to her. <laughs> right, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must Private be incredibly lessons. rewarding, though. It must be incredibly <laughs> rewarding to see who you might see, you know, a lass at home who's uh, very isolated and see them evolve into idea. becoming an almost an entrepreneur type person. Well, right? that's exactly what they are. And yeah. a lot of people, as I say, they might not all go into self-employment, but some people go into work, do favourite training, or just feel more confident yeah. and more comfortable in themselves, accessing cool. things. We did, mm. we piloted this project in uh, Gateshead, and one of the women said at the end of it, you mm-hmm. know, I thought I'd go into shops now. I didn't right. do that before. That just was the simple as that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Right, well, we better, um, we're have a little bit... No, no, no. I've got, I've got a no, no, we're going to say, well, well, I was just going to say we we're going to wrap things up by asking you about, like, what Millen does and what that stuff. I'm just we need to play ads because we're a bit a little bit over uh, um, the hour but yeah go on say what you need to say okay yeah so one more thing I wanted to say was we're working in partnership with Reviving the Heart of the West End okay. they're a charity down at the John Budler Work Village mm-hmm. and they provide uh, enterprise support and uh, business startup advice and um, we're working in partnership to deliver two market events in November okay. cool. uh, the, the first one is going to be at Curtis Park mm-hmm. um, it's part of a regeneration project to um, get people using the Curtis Park shopping centre again okay so yeah. that is on Saturday the 25th of November oh, I used to go to Curtis Park yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Sorry. the next day on Sunday the 26th of November we've got a market here at the Beacon and again they're both um, 11 or 3 and so we've got loads of different market stores um, people selling things that they've made and um There'll be quite a lot of family entertainment as well. Um, there'll be music and uh, face painting and arts and crafts. Oh, that's and cool. So Brilliant. that is Saturday the 25th of November and Sunday the 26th of November. Brilliant. That is what I was going to ask yeah. you, like, what's coming up. So that's fantastic. You, yeah, yeah, you did yeah. exactly what I yeah, wanted right, to do. Okay. Awesome stuff. Well, thank you so much for, for coming the to talk to us about it. looks great, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, um, I was like being all nosy beforehand. <laughs> and it was funny because I went, I forgot 
uh, I, I forgot the name of the charity that because we we do like a pre. We've actually said it would be I great went, to get these. We're we'll actually on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went. Oh, I forgot these are on now. And yeah, I was like, yeah, because yeah, I just I remember just your name. I went. Oh, Kirsty's on in the second hour, and I went. What's the name of the charity? And he went that one. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The one across there. Um, <laughs> the one you've been looking at since you came in. Uh, but that stall outside. Yeah. it's just outside. Um, well, it's in the foyer of the Beacon. Yes. It's open every Wednesday, 12 to half two. So oh, we offer cool. women who are making their things a chance to book that stall great. and sell their own products. Brilliant. That's so, great because the fact that we come here every month means we can keep promoting it and stuff. Yeah, so we'll just let people brilliant. know. Well, it's on Wednesday. Uh, brilliant. It, uh, awesome. Uh, so let's do that. Right, cool. Thank you so much Please for Please come again so sometime. Yeah, uh, and uh, have a good day and everything. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, happy 30th birthday for Sunday. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah that's very kind. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, guys. I'm 21. A day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks, Kirsty. Uh, right, we're gonna, uh, play some ads. Apologies to any, apologies to any companies for ads who are, uh, um, uh, you know, upset with us that we didn't play, but I'm sure the guys don't mind. So we're going to play um, some ads now, and then we're going to play Sit Down by James, because I saw it was on the database, and it's one of my favourite songs. I love James, uh, the band. And uh, we're right back on Mentally Sound 98.8 FM right after these messages. Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need vibrant radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM 98.8 FM. ਉਹ ਬਟਾਉ ਮੁੰਡਿਆ ਫੜ ਕੇ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਤੇ ਚੱਕਰ ਹੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਹਰਦੇ ਕੀ ਹੋਇਆ ਚਾਚਾ ਉਹ ਜੱਸੀ ਤੇ ਕ੍ਰਿਸ ਕੋਲੋਂ ਮੈਂ ਕਾਰ ਖਰੀਦੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਕਿਹਾ ਚਾਚਾ ਤੇ ਅਸੀਂ ਹੁਣ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਪੂਰੇ ਨਾਰਥ ਈਸਟ ਦੀ ਹੈਲੀਕਾਪਟਰ ਦੀ ਸੈਰ ਕਰਾਵਾਂਗੇ ਫਰੀ ਅੱਛਾ ਚਾਚਾ ਓਏ ਆਹੋ ਆ ਜਾ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਵੀ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਚੱਲਾਂ ਮੈਂ ਜੱਸੀ ਤੇ ਕ੍ਰਿਸ ਕੋ ਜੇ ਤੂੰ ਹੈਲੀਕਾਪਟਰ ਦੀ ਸੈਰ ਕਰਨੀ ਹੈ ਤਾਂ ਪਤਾ ਕਿੱਦਾਂ ਚੱਲਦਾ ਫਟ 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 ਬਾਈ ਐਨੀ ਕਾਰ ਫਰਮ ਵੀ ਬਾਈ ਕਾਰਸ ਫਰ ਮੋਰ ਦਿਸ ਮੰਥ ਐਂਡ ਗੈਟ ਅ ਫ੍ਰੀ ਹੈਲੀਕਾਪਟਰ ਰਾਈਡ ਅਰਾਉਂਡ ਦ ਨਾਰਥ ਈਸਟ ਕਾਲ ਜਸੀ ਓ ਕ੍ਰਿਸ ਔਨ 07979465623 ਓ ਪੋਪ ਇਨ ਟੂ ਅਰ ਸਕੋਟਸ ਰੋਡ ਸ਼ੋਰੂਮ Newcastle Asian Wedding Exhibition bring together the best Asian wedding suppliers all under one roof. Everything from decor, entertainment, catering and also our high-end bridal fashion show. Don't miss Newcastle Asian Wedding Exhibition 2017, Sunday the 19th of November at the Marriott Gosforth Park Hotel in Newcastle, 11am till 4pm. For more information, log on at newcastleasianweddingexhibition.co.uk. You can email us on info at newcastleasianweddingexhibition.co.uk. UK or searches out on Facebook Newcastle Asian Wedding AsianWeddingPackage.com brings you the 5K wedding a complete wedding package for an unbelievable £5,000 venue staff properly cutlery and glassware catering by renowned caterers soft drinks chair covers table centres wedding stage DJ and doll drummer or photographer also included is full organisation management by our expert events team so you don't have the hassle come as a guest leave as a guest the 5K wedding a full Asian wedding package for an unbelievable believable £5,000. This is a very, very special limited offer and subject to availability. Call now on 0191 or log on at AsianWeddingPackage.com or search us out on Facebook, Asian Wedding Package. It's Red Hot Radio. Spice FM 98.8 FM.
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. Um, because it's been a little bit hectic, um, obviously, if you've been listening from the beginning, you'll know what I mean. Um, I never got a chance to say, like, any of the, you know, social medias or anything like that. So um, if you'd like to follow the show, you can do it at underscore Mentally Sound on Twitter or it's Mentally Sound Radio Show, isn't it, on Facebook? Uh, yeah, Mentally Sound, Sound Radio. Yeah, Mentally Sound Radio Show on Facebook. If you want to follow that, which uh, Ricky I know runs that page, or at least he's a, a, a admins, admin yeah. for. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, we have. I th- uh, did you try and get? Did you try the access thing that I sent you about the Twitter? you've looked into it. Cause it yeah, it, yeah, because yeah, we we we've been shru- we've been struggling for a while to have access to the Twitter, and we managed to track down. Uh, hopefully access to it so we're going to start using the uh, mentally sound twitter a lot more than it than is currently advertised um so yeah and obviously i should mention because spice always asked me to say this is if you want to um contact the show uh, as in our show or any of the shows that spice do it's at studio at spicefm.co.uk or you can go on the website where you can obviously listen to this live and any other information at www.spicefm.co.uk or you can text them at 80039 and type the word spice um um, uh, yes, anyway, we, we we currently don't do any of the phone calls or text or anything, but ho- hopefully in the non-too-distant future, that's something we're going to try. Actually, quick segue to that uh, before we get to mental health news, because that's currently what we do in the, the, the third half hour, um, a little bit later than usual. But uh, my, one of my friends, actually, Chris, I uh, was talking behind the scenes, uh, he was actually thinking about coming on. But he works during the day, so I, I actually said, being that he's a friend of mine, that maybe we should use him as like our guinea pig to get to see how the phone line works, and then oh, uh, okay. that's an avenue we can go down where someone can't make it. Like, because I I thought in particular with us being on midday, that's usually or between midday and two is usually when people have their lunch hours. Mm-hmm. So you know, if someone like in London or something's like, well, I'd love to come on live. Well, I'll talk to you in a lunch break for ten minutes. Then mm-hmm. uh, that's an avenue we can go down in the future. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we should explore that, I think. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, so, so if you want to get in touch, please do. Please do. Uh, and, uh, oh, and I should say, we, at Vivid Ricky and at underscore, men, uh, at geek underscore mentally, uh, at geek underscore apocalypse, sorry for me, on the tweets, if you want to contact us directly. Uh, anywho, um, as I just touched on, if you've been listening to the show, uh, any time during the, sh- the two and a half bits we've been on is we do a section on the second hour called Mental Health News, where we basically get a bunch of headlines that have been on in the past month since, well, basically in between the last shows, uh, the, sh- the, the show we just did and, and now, and um, we basically do three or so headlines or so, some of them can be funny, a little bit serious, and then we'll sit and debate this. Last couple of shows, actually, this is the first time we've done it just me and you isn't it for a while because yeah. the last few shows we've had guests uh, being involved but um, we got um, any guests that sit in like yes. just, just before or after mental health news we get them to sit yeah. in so this is like kind of like old school we're back to <laughs> we're back to me and you just doing it so it's kind of interesting anyway so um, fire away Mr Ricky and we'll uh, we'll debate uh, mental health news <laughs> yeah so um, yeah this this segment uh, well a couple of um, bulletins have got a local feel um, <laughs> yeah. Alan Shearer um, mm-hmm. On Sunday, ah, I've seen this. We'll be presenting a documentary. Yes. I saw uh, this last night. Yeah, it's called Dementia, Football, and Me. Yep. Um, so Alan, I think, well, what he does, he, he accuses basically of the, the footballing bodies of kind of sweeping this this problem under the carpet. What he's saying is that there are, you know, ex players who develop dementia and they're not being looked after, basically. Yeah. And um, the the footballing body the why he accuses them is because the, the, by not carrying out research which you think they should do 
you know, you think that they look after them in later life, you know, that, you know, after football, that there's ways and means to get into. We've talked in the past before about ex-sportsmen who fail to. Well, I, I can generalise this, like, or simplify this really well and say it is basically the foot, the the English like or soccer version mm-hmm. of concussion the Will Smith film it's basically like that that downscale this is big in America um, the moment with the American yeah, football thing yes. isn't it because yeah. yeah well Will Smith got a lot of, like that that film's had a lot of criticism and what's interesting about the films I saw Will Smith talk about this in an interview they didn't like consult the NFL mm-hmm. and the NFL like sort of refused to acknowledge it to mm-hmm. a certain extent like they sort of wiped their hands with it even though they are kind of trying to deal with concussions and sort of trying to treat it seriously mm-hmm. it's such a dangerous sport that's really mm-hmm. difficult not mm-hmm. to um, so it turns out that, yeah. that for for the players from the 1966 World Cup, you know the heroes of that England team that yes. won the World Cup have have got dementia and are oh, right, really? currently struggling. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Um, well, it did go. Is what was one of no? Nobby Styles is one. Of yes, them. I was going to think Nobby Styles, but I was going to say Gordon Banks. But he, I don't. Would he have had dementia being a goalkeeper? Well, I, I, I did read on the other yeah. players that do have, but I, I think I deliberately didn't want to mention them because I, I want people to watch a documentary. All right, sure. Well, okay, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, that, that's, um, that actually makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, what Alan says is he, he's actually, he, he admits to him, he admits on the program that he, his memory right now is quite terrible. Yeah. So he, he's quite, you know, he's thinking at the back of the mind, is this something I should be worried about? You yeah. Know, is this, Could it, would it get worse? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was, as we know as football fans, he was one of the best headers of the ball. And he said, for every go- think about this, right? For every headed header they did or headed goal, he practiced that same header a thousand times in training. Yeah. So think about it. For every well, headed header that you see him, the article I said is that he says he he, he reckons uh, every training session he did 150 headers yeah. per day. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's a Later. lot. That's a lot. And uh, you know, yeah. there's, there's a famous case as well regarding the ex footballer who's no longer with us, Jeff Astle, I think, was ex England. Oh uh, yeah, he was the guy uh, fantasy football. Yeah, it? he yeah. was there, kind of like yeah. the guy the, at the, the end of the singing jo- song. Yeah, the 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 dude. Frank Skinner's you, hero. Yeah, yeah, because he played for West Brom. So he passed on, and we reckon that you know the the link is. Uh, dementia to the brain injury would have right. Yeah, okay. So that'll be interesting. Yes, uh, I'm, 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 that's like that's freaky because I literally just saw an article on Yahoo yesterday about it, and I was like, um, "Oh, that's search engines are available." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it uh, I went. That's really interesting, and it's basically like I said, soccer's version of concussion. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, it does some good. I think that's the best way of of, of uh, ending that conversation. The more local news. Um, this very very recently, um, a couple of parents, um, Shane and Christine Stevenson. Um, they're, they're the parents of a, an autistic child and what, what they did was on social media they sent out a message it was basically riling against their fellow uh, their, their friends who are also parents Yes. and what what they were getting seriously hacked off for the fact that their child wasn't getting invited to their parties Yeah. and the the insinuation is is that well, what they are led to believe is that they don't, they don't want their they don't want their autistic child to turn up at their parties which yeah. is quite you know I did, I, I, I'm glad you brought this up because I saw. I think I saw the headline of this, but never. I didn't. I can read the actual it. message. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, um, they have. There are some swear words, but I've deliberately left okay, them out. Yeah, so I'll, that's good. Okay, so this is how it goes. It was I, on I like Facebook his, He's got Twitter. journalistic skills. This one. <laughs> <laughs> so says, he knows uh, that we don't have like twenty grand in fines to pay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. This has been brewing for some time. Yeah. So here it goes. Like it or lump it. My son Riley has autism, not leprosy. He is six years old, <laughs> and my so-called friends who have kids also have kids' parties. Not one, not one, invite. 
think about that whilst you go. Have you any idea how hurtful that is? Just for the record, in future, don't bother. He's not—he's not an afterthought. He's in—he's ev- my every thought. So he's, you know, and there's the—you know—there's the swear words in there. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I can yeah. see the pauses where I'm like, I know what he said there. Yeah. Um, but I like that joke of he's not got leprosy, basically, because that's. I would actually—I want—I want them to come on the show actually, because I think that'd be interesting. I, I hope. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I think that might be you might that that you could get. I think you can probably get that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it's a, it's a definitely a bar field and and it's a because um that's one of the you know we 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 sort of ha- had a negative conversation earlier about social mm-hmm. media. I think that's one example of where social media is really it's powerful. Good, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I've I see that quite often. Like you know, um, I'm really pleased to see, um, you know, there's a lot of articles I'm starting to see which I think's good of like women who are like expressing you know different types of body like um what's the like body types like you know like it's not just about the 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 zero body image yeah body image stuff yeah Yeah, that's thank you that's what i was trying to think of um yeah so like the body image thing of it's just really good because Mm -hmm. it gives people like i've just realized i think that's our guest Mm -hmm. um because i just think so then yeah feel free to come in and sit down um just let them come in um and i'll continue my thought but yeah, it just gives. Yeah, just sit down. We'll be right with you. Uh, um, you don't mind waiting ten minutes or so? Is that fine? Yeah, great. Um, so yeah, um, I've lost my train of thought because um, <laughs> just like I'm so like I'm like my, my my mom taught me very well. I'm like when guests come in, make sure they're all right. Um, so yeah. body body image. Yeah, body image. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so I think social media is good in that sense and it's positive because I'm seeing a lot more articles about women who have different body types who mm-hmm. are basically conveying you can be you, you know. Mm-hmm. Beauty is subjective and objective, mm-hmm. so this idea of that, like, that, and I, I don't know, I don't know about you, but like, you know, in my social circle that I interact with mm-hmm. more than anything, mm-hmm. um, most of them are guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, and any guy that I know, like, don't like the sort of image that's portrayed, like the most obvious image that's portrayed in magazines and whatnot. I don't know any guy that likes that image. Like, so it's always yeah, like put on I like by that pressure. In the 90s when yeah. they had these sort of pinups where the magazine covers, you could totally tell they were airbrushed and, you know, so on. It just, it's just a fake representation and, and if anything, it's got worse. It's not really. Yeah, yeah. So. But I'm, I'm, I think it's heading. In, I'm hoping I think it's heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Is my point is that if enough people just go, you know, so what, anything like that's. I mean, you know, it's interesting that guys don't get looked at in near the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but there you okay, go. Okay, last bit of news, and I have to say this is one of the most kind of uh, most vivid, most kind of uh, moving articles I've read. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, the comedian uh, Ashling B, the Irish comedian. She often appears on QI and. Uh, Eight out of ten does Probably. count. Yeah, I, I, she was on know. Taskmaster and she was brilliant. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. she, she, I think she's great. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, uh, I think uh, a week or two ago, she she wrote a piece in the Guardian talking mm-hmm. about her father's suicide. All oh, right, okay. Um, his father, her father took um her his life when she was just three. She she writes a very kind of um. You know, she talks about selfishness and abandonment, you know, those early feelings, you know, resentment and, you know, mm-hmm. anything, any talk to do with her dad, she just kind of, you know, uh, resisted against it because it, she didn't feel mm-hmm. the connection, she felt abandoned, you know, but then yeah. it took a while to come round and uh, I don't, I'm not going to read the whole thing because I think people should look at it for themselves, but yeah. she, at the end of the article, she wrote a personal note to her father, like, uh, you know, from, right. from daughter to dad. That's know. cool. And I thought I'd read it because it's not too long, but okay. I think it's very... Um, Go ahead. 
I've not, I think I've not read this. So I, think be I think it's it's great. So um, mm-hmm. remember, th- th- she is a comedian, so she gives. It's not like deeply depressing. It's quite light hearted. Yeah, yeah. I recommend that people do uh, get online and read that. Um, All right, cool. So at the end of the article, she ends it with this. So she says, um, uh, "To Daddy, here's here is my note to you. I'm sad you killed yourself because I really think that if you could see the life you left behind, you would regret it." You didn't get to see the Berlin Wall fall or Ireland qualify for Italian 90. <laughs> you didn't get to see all the encyclopedias that you bought for me turn to us one day to use at university or get squashed into a CD or subsequently the internet. Yeah. You have never got to hear your younger daughter's voice. It annoys me sometimes, but it has also said some of the most amazing things when drunk. <laughs> I think you would have been proud to watch your daughter do stand-up at the O2 and sad to see my mother watching it on her own. Then again, if you haven't hadn't died, I probably wouldn't have been mad enough to become a clown for a living. I'm your daughter, and I'm really bleep funny, just like you. But unlike you, I'm going to stop being it for five minutes and write our story in the hope that it may help someone who didn't get to have a, a box turn up, or may have not feel in their right mind now, and needs a reminder to find hope. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it. And I thought it was a, a great ending to what she eventually. You know, wrote and yeah, no, I, I, I. At the end of the article, there's, 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 there's numbers there for Samaritans and. Yeah. That's good because I, I'm assuming, like, kind of the way that you started that conversation was that mm. basically, you know, I imagine there was a lot of resentment and anger when that first started, but there's a lot of like understanding in yeah, that and I, a bit of like read you know, the article because yeah. it's one of the best things I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've read. In, it's in funny because you know, as as we said a couple of times in this, that's one of the things with me turning thirty at the weekend mm-hmm. is that. I I'm I, there's there's certain things that come up now in your life as you get older when you start getting more response response responsible and all that kind of thing is that there's more stuff that comes up like you you know I'm having like really you know like lovely conversations with my sister for example mm-hmm. like not that we ever did I'm just saying like but it's a lot more like mm-hmm. you know you know <laughs> dare I say growing up like you know um, I did this the other day and I'm like whereas you know I remember when I was like you know if it was like 10 years ago or something I'd be like all over the place and like, I don't want to hear about that kind of thing and I'm trying to figure everything out and I'm like I, you know that that's one of the beauties about getting older is like you start understanding and having more empathy for people and, I think that's, like, that's the key know, word empathy yeah, yeah. and compassion um, as well yeah, yeah. And like, you realise yeah. what why things occurred as a way. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kinda of, kinda of cool. Mm-hmm. Right, cool. Um I think that, that sums everything up perfectly and it's good that you wrote it uh, that you um and I, that sounds like a good article. I rec- so it sounds like we recommend people mm-hmm. go and check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh what was it called again? Was it do you what was the name of the article? Do you remember or was it just what do you type in? Uh, uh what yeah, the what was the, 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 the title of the medium? article is My Father's Death is well, it's like a sort of a subheading. This mm-hmm. is Ashling B. Uh-huh. My father's death has given me a love of men and their vulnerability and tenderness where did she put it on like in the what, Guardian what, on the Guardian yeah. there you go cool yeah. right that, that's awesome go and check it out mm-hmm. uh, right okay that was just a quick mental health news because we have a guest waiting on the, on the couch very patiently so if you want to go and sit down uh, we'll need to take a quick break because um, I, I, I need to play some uh, jingles and whatnot. Yeah. so we only take five minutes because mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I, I was a bit late with the last one so I'm going to make sure that I make people, keep people happy so we're going to take a quick break and play a little quick song uh, because we we need to take a break, obviously for ads, and then we'll be right back in the studio with our third guest of the of the of the show uh, right after these messages. Uh... Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need vibrant radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM ninety eight point eight FM. 
Welcome to your community announcement answer machine. Your only Bollywood station in Newcastle. Spice FM 98.8 FM.
heavy doses. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Manly Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. And that was Nia Cherry, who I think... Nina, 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 how do you say it? Nina, or is it Nina? Just spelled weird. Okay, okay, that's my that's my dyslexia. Yeah, that's my dyslexia. I think that's a Swedish spelling. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because am I right in saying she's the cousin of Eagle Eye Cherry? I believe that's right. Because she sounds remarkably similar. That song I just saw. Is it aunt? Yeah, I think it's cousins or something. Yeah, maybe maybe niece niece or something there's definitely a, yeah, a, yeah definitely I thought something. you meant there he's eagle eye cherry's her aunt that doesn't make that makes no, no sense no, no. <laughs> anyway well I'm sure we can figure this out but anyway that was man child for those that were interested and I just saw it on the database and thought it sounds quite good mm-hmm. just sounded very eagle eye cherry like and I recognised that name so anyway uh, but anyway welcome back to the, the show and as I said we're very delighted to say we have a, a guest here Lucy in the studio who's going to talk about Alzheimer's Society and a whole bunch of other stuff that she's involved in so welcome to the show thank you very much I'm delighted to be here yeah the 11th really hour cool. as well so extra yes. thanks for coming yeah. in yeah. it's very last minute thing yeah. I was running out appreciate that dinner. yeah thank you so much because um, we're doing a monthly show and we try to be like sort of planned as much as possible as we get last minute cancellations and stuff so yeah. thank you so much yeah. for for helping us out no you're very welcome so yeah so um, it, so I guess the most obvious first question that we can ask every guest is like so how are you what are you involved in and like mm-hmm. what's your role in your organisation yeah definitely so um, I am the community fundraiser for the Alzheimer's Society in the northeast of England wow. so any type of fundraising that's happening usually comes through me um, that's like corporate companies or um, groups and associations or churches mm-hmm. or community mm-hmm. groups um, and then individuals who do all the crazy things like baked bean baths and um, <laughs> there's some really great stories fly around our office. Um, I'm sure, yeah. And yeah, I just kind of am there to support them with any materials that they might need or any advice. Um, yeah, we as part, well, we're all part of the Beacon family here. It's a great, yeah. yeah. How long have you been here for? Um, we've been here for a couple of years now right. in the Beacon. Yeah, um, we've got an office. This is your northeast great. hub essentially isn't it kind of is our biggest office we do have smaller local offices Mm -hmm. um, but this is the main office in the north east so most of our staff are based here we have Uh um, dementia support workers we have press offices yeah and we have stakeholder relations who lobby Mm -hmm. government Mm -hmm. um it's a real mix of people Mm -hmm. trying to make a difference for the alzheimer's society Um, I mean, forgive me for this being like an obvious question, but I guess with the fact that we do like a mental health show Mm. means that, you know, I have bipolar disorder, PTSD and a whole bunch of other stuff we've talked about. Like, so we try and be like um, mind-numbingly like simplistic in terms Mm. of describing certain things because people, because there's a lot of misconceptions out there. I mean, when I talk about bipolar disorder, it's like talking about the hypermanic side because people think it's just depression related and all that kind of thing. So I guess in a nutshell... Uh, it's maybe a b- boring question, but it's very relevant. Is like, what in a nutshell is Alzheimer's? Like, how would it be best described, in your opinion? Yeah, so I think that there is a lot of common misconceptions okay. around um, the disease. So mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, I think, first of all, is just one type of... It comes under an umbrella, which we call dementia. Mm-hmm. And Alzheimer's disease is the most common form right. of dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people say, well, why are you just the Alzheimer's Society? We're there for everybody who's affected by dementia. Yeah. But some mm-hmm. people just have such a connection to our name um, mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. find it quite risky okay. to change it. Well, that's good. I'm glad I asked it then. Yeah. Um, uh, funnily enough, Alzheimer's or dementia isn't actually a mental disease. It's a physical right, disease. Yeah. So point, um, yeah. very similar to like heart disease or lung disease it yeah, is an actual point, yeah. 
disease that affects the brain and it essentially kills off brain cells yes. um, in the brain. And mm-hmm. we like to say, like, it, you can imagine how much your brain controls. It's yeah, yeah. the computer mm-hmm. of the body. It controls everything. So uh-huh. depending on where the brain cells start to die mm-hmm. depends on the symptoms that the person could face and um, a lot of people just commonly think that it's just memory loss yes exactly um, yeah. that's actually not the case at mm-hmm. all so it's things um like your um perception can be affected and mm-hmm. um, your movement can be affected your ability to do things in order and um, that can all be affected even up to things like depending on the type of dementia but even to the point of hallucinations and mm-hmm. um, really really mm-hmm. sleep deprivation really mm-hmm drastic side effects sometimes mm-hmm. so. oh god i ask because yeah, it's yeah. i was reading on your website i mean it's like we saw this over thirty thousand people in the northeast this, this yeah. year yeah and it's project it's projected to go up by and forty thousand so there's another what ten thousand by 2021 yeah what do you point out to that rise what what, what do you think is there, is there something that's going on right now which makes it or i think there's a couple of reasons i think first of all um people are living longer okay it's very similar with all different mm. kinds of diseases really mm. the longer people live the more these yeah. things tend to yeah. affect them mm-hmm. um so i think it, a lot of it's down to people living longer but i also think um that diagnosing um diseases like alzheimer's or dementia with lewy bodies or vascular mm-hmm. dementia i think the diagnosis process is becoming better yeah mainly i guess if you raise further advances. awareness then more people are coming forward to get diagnosed. yeah absolutely yeah. we're yeah. trying to reduce the, as the alzheimer's society one of our big things is trying to reduce the stigma yeah. of dementia a lot of people are quite embarrassed about mm. it a lot of people they don't want people to know that they have dementia or they're scared to get a diagnosis mm-hmm. we want people to know that it's better to get a diagnosis because then we can help you yeah mm-hmm. um and also we're trying to make communities and society much more inclusive for mm-hmm. people with dementia mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that they don't feel as embarrassed or ashamed to be part of their... their Just another thing on the misconception, um, I guess we all uh, kind of... It's one of them that we all, all associate with, with older people, but yeah. is that another misconception? Because Absolutely. I, I mean, we all know... I think we all know people who've had this in their family, but I mean... I hear more and more cases now about younger people. Yeah, so um, it's one of our big messages that we have at the society is that you don't get dementia just because you're old and it isn't only old Mm. people who get dementia. So we have cases that have come through the society um, in people who are in their 20s, Mm -hmm. 30s, 40s Mm -hmm. who have dementia and actually um, it was one of the biggest stories as part of our memory walk campaign this year was Mm -hmm. a family that did it because um, the sister, mother, daughter, who okay. was, I think she was 32, right. mm-hmm. um, is quite seriously... Yeah, didn't we mention, just correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, did, did we mention this on last month's news? Yeah, we, we mentioned it on mental walk. health yeah. news bulletin. About yeah, yeah. Well, you were, you were on that walk, you were saying, so yeah. do you want to quickly yeah. tell us how that went? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was oh, just it's amazing. Last time. Yeah, um, so we had it at South Shield yeah. Seafront. Great, um, yeah. And the day we had about 5,000 people That's come, great. which is huge. That's and immense. Yeah. I hope we in, helped. <laughs> it was so fun. Everyone's in their blue T-shirts and we yeah. did like a Zumba warm-up. And, um, <laughs> Zumba. So good. <laughs> everyone, um, Sorry, that's an in-joke. Is that's it? an in-joke. It's because... Um, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, an in, it's, a, it's an in-joke because um, I've said stories because I used to work as like a social worker right. um, slash youth worker. Yeah. And um, I, I've made several jo- like jokes about like 
one particular year, Zumba just became the thing. Yeah, like yeah. I, I went, I went from like really doing a job that I really liked to a lot of grant money came because everyone was like, "We must do Zumba. <laughs> we must do Zumba. Zumba's the in thing." Yeah. You know, there's loads of people walking in going, "I have a drug bridge problem," and they're like, well, "I really need to get like a thing." No, they need Zumba. Really Zumba's what they need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So sorry, that's re- I wanted to just let you in on a joke because yeah, I just cool. that's why we were laughing. Um, um, but anyway so yeah I mean we had people of all ages but it is good I'm not like oh my notice yeah um, there was like two separate routes so you could do a long one or a Mm -hmm. short one Um, people doing it in their wheelchairs we had people walking um, like little kids doing it um, and am I right in saying the amount raised was when in six six figures uh, yeah I'm not exactly sure what it was for the northeast I know as a total for the country they were aiming to raise about nine million pounds from all of their memory walks and did they achieve that um, they're well on target. We okay. don't really fi- we don't really count it until around about January okay. time, just because it that takes makes people sense, a while right? to get their sponsorship in. That makes okay. sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, some people are still some doing their mem- so That's if you cool. can't go to a flagship, you can mm-hmm. organise your own mm-hmm. and do it with friends and family and mm-hmm. stuff. And there's a pack and things. So mm-hmm. some That's people great. are still doing their work. What a great idea! We still have some of them out there. That's great. Glad, I'm so glad it was successful. Side by side, then this yeah. is the uh, what how would I describe like accompanying. People accompanying vulnerable people with dementia. Yeah, that's right. So um, one of the big things that we've launched recently in the Northeast is our side-by-side service. Um, So it's a one-to-one community support service. Um, And it's basically about we have volunteers and we have people with dementia. Mm -hmm. And rather than just matching them up, we're trying to make it more specialized. So a great example is we um, we had a guy in the Northeast who loved swimming. And when I do know this. Ken was telling me on the was phone. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But tell, so tell, tell, tell our listeners it's about really this. Really good. Yeah. We had a guy who loves swimming, and he was diagnosed with dementia, and he's absolutely fine. He still loves swimming. Um, but one of the <laughs> things was is that he got a little bit. Sometimes it was a bit of a confusing situation. I think. Right. I, I don't know about you, but when you go to a leisure centre, they're a bit of a maze, aren't they? Like, trying yeah. to find your way from the changing room into yeah. the room. Luckily, I always yeah, end yeah, up yeah. taking the wrong turn. <laughs> um, but yeah, fortunately, yeah. like, his wife didn't really enjoy swimming, so um, we found a volunteer mm-hmm. who also loves swimming. Right. And they can okay. go together. Okay. And it's about pairing people up so that people can still continue doing the hobbies that they absolutely love. What mm-hmm. sort of hobbies are we talking about? Oh, there's all sorts of things. So we've got like walking, cooking, mm-hmm. um, it could be just something as simple as Could it be something like attending uh, like a, an event or like theatre trips and more yeah. trips, that kind of so, thing? I mean, it could be like we've had people who love to play golf. Right. So we've got a golf club involved okay. to help. Um, to do that with them we've had people who love sailing so a sailing club has found a volunteer that can go and do that with them and there is all sorts of things and of course it's it's across all like cultures as well we have people in all parts of the city Mm -hmm. and we actually have a list of people with dementia who are still waiting to find their their volunteers mm-hmm. so yeah. and we don't want to just pair them up with anybody it has mm-hmm. to be a really specific match so that oh that makes a huge yeah. that makes a huge difference yeah. yeah um so i mean if if anybody is interested in i mean it can be as much as little time as you want some people do it once a week some people do it once a month it could be so there's anyone out there listening who was interested to get in touch with you right okay sign up yeah Mm -hmm. and there's loads of information on our website about it Mm -hmm. so um, which is what's your website it's www.alzheimers.org.uk cool um and there's loads of stuff on there about it do they have like does it have like stuff just start, can you type in like northeast and find stuff northeast related or yeah so if there's kind of like a tab across the top and you can pick volunteering ah, right. 
great. And then you can narrow it down by Right, you know. great, yeah. Because I hate websites that don't do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that really annoys <laughs> me. me. When I go click on like um, .co.uk and it's like, uh, everything's like, uh, what's happening in London is, uh, oh, <laughs> I'm not <yeah>. in London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nice. Screw yeah, this, I'm not helping. You can filter it by, I think yeah. the filter for us is like North and South. That's great. Yeah. That Tell us about sense. Elf Day. Oh, Elf Day. So my life is all very Christmassy at the minute. Yeah. In fact, it has been since about September. Well, I imagine yeah. this time of year, you, you're all, it's the busiest time. Yeah, I guess, right? it's fab. It's so good. So well, it's the um, most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> it is indeed, so they say. Um, Sitting there waiting for the Coca-Cola truck to I know, yeah. Oh, um, days are going. So if you can look at my desk now, it's basically just like, Candy canes. Oh, and oh wow. Elves I thought you were going to say there's all elves. Yeah, there is, yeah. yeah <laughs> elves. There's elves sitting on my desk. So, elves. Oh, about Ricky. They, don't, they, they do exist. Don't, don't, they do don't, exist. They do exist, Ricky. Um, our elf day is on Friday the 8th of That December. sounds awesome. Since I heard about this, I was like, I, I'm so. You should take part. So intrigued. Take pictures. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a huge like anyone who listens to this or anything I do, and Ricky, I'm, I'm good friends with Ricky. Um, I'm a huge nerd, so yeah. Um, I, I like you know like Lord of the Rings and everything else. So anything when anyone says elves, oh, I know like you mean in Christmas elves, but I'm, I mean <laughs> any elves really. I'm kind of like yeah, Somebody that's just it. Somebody said as well they were yeah. gonna like raid their kids dressing up box and get some like elves from the Hobbit <laughs> and I was like wow. that's no that's it's not how it works green yeah. and red stripes guys yeah yeah <laughs> yeah type yeah. of elves no I know but I'm just saying like elves and like you know the movie elf is good as well yeah it is good <laughs> I was yeah. intrigued when you said whenever anyone says the word elf I go sort of like, yeah yeah <laughs> it's it like so elves, elves are cool so what, what 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 what's going to entail on that day? What happens? I mean, you can pretty much do anything. So we've got um, a lot of care homes have signed up to take part. We've got schools, we've got nurseries, um, we've got companies taking part. So, so this is like a sporadic thing that's happening on that day. It's not specific to one place. Or? No, no, you can do it um, anywhere you want. You can do it in your office. Um, there can be you can get sponsored for it. You can get dressed up and do like Christmas. What, what day do you treat. say it's on? Friday the 8th of December. We should do it for like, we should just dress up as elves for like the next show. Yeah, you should. It's <laughs> so on that day. Just to be dumb. Yeah. We're fast, you love bells walking around. I don't know what's going well, on. Well, even yeah. better than that. So <laughs> we're doing a radio show and we're dressing up. So the very <laughs> first time at the Alzheimer's Society, yeah. this is brand new information. Right. So you All right, great. Here. Let's do it. Um, so for the first time at the Alzheimer's Society, we're doing an elf walk. Right. <laughs> if you think of memory walk and elf day and you mash them together with right. with elf walk um, and it's going to be on Saturday the 9th of December so the day that after that sounds awesome and it's going to be on the quayside in Newcastle okay. alright so um, we've already got a couple of hundred people signed up and so we're going we're to the place us. where everyone can see it yeah <laughs> if you don't want to be an elf behind closed doors you can do it in public with us yeah no I'm a nerd I do think I just does. love the fact that people who fantasize for being elves finally get their deal yeah, no. coming and yeah, is, the CEO announced it and they're like, my day has come. Honestly, you should see yeah. the posts. On yeah. so- when we I'm released, not surprised. We released yeah. like a social media video on our yeah. national oh, that's cool. and the posts. That's great. Of right. people tagging each other that's a great idea. There's yeah. something that's gone on nationwide then on All that day. The oh. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, we've got so over 2,000 people signed up right. already. That's cool. So that'd be really good. See, so are, you, so are you with me then that you believe like, because I, I have this argument with people all the time, because mm. I think people who don't want to dress up, I, there's just something wrong with them. Mm. Uh, is uh, <laughs> I mean that in the nicest way. But like, so you believe in the idea of everyone, like no matter how old you are, you should dress up and stuff. I, I, I think should. this. If I you absolutely this. hate Christmas, 
I, I, about it I tolerate it. Oh, no, that's, that's you hate my, yeah. all of the festivities <laughs> yeah. around it. The best thing you can do is in the pack, um, there's a Scrooge card. <laughs> oh, right. So you can make a one-off donation of like £10 <laughs> and then any Christmas festivities or any events, okay. you can just flash your Scrooge card and you don't have to take part. Oh, right. on your bits so if you sign up for oh, this online, cool. you get a package delivered. So to you're, being paid, yeah. you're being paid not, you're, you're paying not to drink. That's, that's, good. Yeah, that's a good idea. Sign up at www.alzheimer's dot uk forward slash elf day just go into google and type in elf yeah. day it'll come up straight yeah. away I'm sure, um, yeah. and you get a fundraising pack and it's got a chief elf badge in it it's got wow. lots of games I get to be chief elf yeah it's got collection boxes it's got like an look elf look at Steve he's, he's, he's loving it it's got an elf the boss great. which is yeah. really funny because That's you cool. put a picture yeah. of your boss on it oh. and they set the fundraising target oh, I, yeah. and if you hit the fundraising target I must then they see what my boss looks like oh that's cool I just love the idea of like when you said that you get a Scrooge card that like you know that you just like even though you've paid to not dress up you'd still get kind of looks I'm assuming of like you didn't dress up and you're paying you're paying yeah. not to dress up that's not the point of the day but um well, it's still you have really an option inclusive, I guess yeah it's shown that you're allowing everybody yeah. and they the boss said no you can't all get dressed up oh, so right. they've said well what if the person who raises the most money gets to dress up yeah and they so they uh-huh. all are like yeah. raising as much as they can wow, so that they could be the one incentive. person that dresses yeah, up and I was incentive. like why would you want to be the one I mean, person that, by yourself yeah, yeah, dressed yeah, up I know that's yeah really that's a, yeah yeah they're all like you know dressed out normally and yeah. you're there in the elf costume <laughs> and they're all like must be like a sta- I think people think it'd be a stag night yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you will see us all dressed up wandering around that's brilliant on that day all right okay you're more yeah. than welcome to come in and join that us. sounds awesome yeah. what a great idea mm-hmm. um, but yeah and obviously uh, it's all for like a great cause as well. uh, I've just got to wrap things up because we've got five minutes to go but mm. roughly but um, I wanted to ask because I'm always curious because I whenever I usually I've interviewed like people one on one and stuff like that and we've talked about obviously sorry we talked about the, the, the sort of job that you do and not all yeah. that stuff that it entails but I'm like intrigued just for uh, like to, to ask you a couple of like things in relation to you just like mm, yeah, um, like how do you, I'm curious to know like how did you get involved in this because usually when we ask these things that are usually like some of the for example some of the responses are that something happened in their life that Personal inspired them yeah. yeah like lived, uh, you had a lived experience or you knew somebody that went through it so I'm just intrigued like what your story yeah. is like how did you um, want to get involved it's really funny with me because most people at the Alzheimer's Society do have a connection to the yes. cause mm-hmm. I'm very lucky in that I'm probably one of the very few people in the country that doesn't none of my grandparents Mm -hmm. had dementia but i feel like everybody should be like me Mm -hmm. like i want the world to be a place where nobody has to be Mm -hmm. affected by dementia nobody has just to have that um Mm -hmm. that responsibility so yeah hopefully that's what we're working towards um but in terms of like fundraising i um i did a lot of it at uni i did i've always done a lot of fundraising all my life Mm -hmm. i've always been the one that was like volunteering myself to go along to bucket collections and things like that um so it's very much like a part of my life and um i do support other charities in a way that in a way that makes you sound like a really like noble person i'm being being quite serious no i'm being quite serious because you know people you know hopefully you know with your work and what any other charity does that we promote or us doing this or whatever is that like it shouldn't just be about you know this is why it's good we asked you that and that was your answer because I, I think a lot of people kind of go well I need an incentive to do things and, yeah. but you know an incentive could be that I want to help people like that's really what yeah, it should be about absolutely. it shouldn't be about this thing of like I, like this is what annoys me about 
and it's a random rant but like this is what annoys me about mental health in general uh, I know this is mental health like I know you said Alzheimer's is not necessarily mental health but I'm just saying any ailments or any problems that people have is that you get certain people that you meet who go well I'll cross that bridge when I come to it like as in I'll wait until someone in my family gets yeah. it and then I'll then I'll consider it a problem. Yeah. Whereas I just think that's self-defeating and it's like, it's very much like an, uh, 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 if not selfish, but a very like sort of inner society thing of like, I'll only care about the people around me and very not like the wider, like it's not thinking of the bigger picture in my opinion. So it's yeah. good that people like you exist. No, I hopefully I that means more. Like will we all live in this city yeah. and some of us are really lucky. Yeah. Um, like me, I, I'm relatively healthy. I mm. have like my own home and, um, but I find myself also lucky, and you feel person, that you want to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I don't think I think, like you say, it's everybody's duty. Well, it's not a duty, but why not help somebody? Yeah. Why mm-hmm. not like just do something? And it doesn't have to be massive. Um, like I said, it could be just mm-hmm. bucket collecting or for a couple of hours one Saturday, or it could mm-hmm. be giving an hour of your time to sit and talk to somebody who has dementia, yeah, um, so that their carer has a bit of a break, taking them for a coffee, or absolutely, um, even just volunteering at something like memory walk. And Elf Day is is so simple. I mean, even if you only just baked some mince pies and everybody brought in a pound, it's mm-hmm. um, absolutely yeah. It doesn't have to be something huge, and I hate it when people say when somebody gives you a donation and they say. Oh, I know it's like it's not much in comparison to what you have to raise. I know that it won't make that much of a difference. And honestly, mm-hmm. I can't even <clears throat> explain how much of a difference it will make. Mm-hmm. We raise a huge amount of money at the Alzheimer's Society every mm-hmm. year, but mm-hmm. majority of it is made up out of people yeah. giving like people's generosity quid or thirty quid from their fundraising events. Exactly. Like, you, you, that's a really good point because that's a really good example of like you know it's like people who go you know if you we were talking about this with the with the previous guests for this show about um about being self-employed mm. and then people go like if you have like a donation thing because on some of my podcasts like you can donate to some of the stuff that i do and people go like well i thought about it and i thought about just giving like ten dollars like ten dollars or something yeah and they go but i don't see how that would like make any difference and i'm going um my response to that is kind of similar to what you just said is what if a thousand people had that thought? Yeah, then that's like exactly. you know that's ten thousand yeah. pounds or something yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that well, I don't absolutely. know. My terrible maths, but is that right? Ten times a thousand? Yeah, something. Like that. But yeah, yeah but, but you know what I mean. Like you know, if you think about it in that logic thing of yeah. well, that that's a huge amount of money. Absolutely. You know, so this idea of like saying if you you you're, you're you're not counting that if you do it and everyone else does it, it becomes worthwhile. Um, you know, people sometimes people like particularly at this time of year, um, there's a lot of presents to buy. People are sometimes a bit short on yeah. money, and it's very common, but. There are other, if you can't give money, then can you give time mm-hmm. instead? Can mm-hmm. you give an hour of your time? Yeah. Um, or can you even just spread the word? Do you know somebody who has a, a group that they might do some fundraising there? Do you go to a church mm-hmm. or do you go to a mosque where you might be able to do some fundraising? Donate or? food banks or anything? Yeah. yeah but also this time of year, though, but there's a lot of people, I guess, are going to likely feel more vulnerable. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, people like yourselves looking out for others who are going to be lonely at this time of year yeah, you know, because I think this time of year people feel it most absolutely you know, you anyway, I'm sorry I'm sorry to interrupt we're, we're getting cut off in like literally 50 seconds so oh, um, nice. so anything else you want to add just go to the website Elf yeah, Day absolutely Elf Day which was like December 9th you said wasn't it December 9th yeah 8th uh, 9th 
Yeah, okay, great. So go on uh, alzheimers.org.org yeah. okay, yeah, um, for more information uh, about the society and all the well, stuff. Or just come down, do. the, local um, people come down the Beacon, Beacon Canyon yeah, okay. and drop in. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Stephen here in the post-edit. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast edition. I'm obviously just here to let you know that we got cut off. We like went over by about 30 seconds of the two hours. Um, so obviously live, that wouldn't have affected it. But in the, the, the recording, it literally stops on two because um, it's all set up by Spice. So... Um, so obviously I just needed to fill in the gap to let you know that all we pretty much done was to say thank you so much to the guests and obviously everyone for tuning in to November's edition of Mentally Sound and so obviously same to you for listening to the podcast version. Our next episode I believe is the 8th of December which we're currently negotiating to be three hours um, so an extra hour uh, long episode because it's like the end of year version as well as obviously Christmas uh, months so um, that's yet to be confirmed but as of now that's a plan um, so obviously looking forward to that so all these me to say is huge thank you to listening to our this month's edition of Mentally Sound and we'll see you next month on the 8th of December 12 till 2pm on Spice FM um, maybe 3pm uh, to be confirmed uh, so we'll see you then and thank you so much for listening and please do consider subscribing thanks guys bye